Gospel according to Luke, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasians, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on the land, a man from the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. And he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there was on the hillside a large herd of swine, a large herd of swine were feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep banks into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herders saw what had happened, they ran off and told, told it in the city and in the country. Then the people came out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the, how the one who had been possessed by his demons had been healed. Then all of the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasians asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him on his way, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a lot of tension in our reading from Luke today. Lots of fear that I don't think I have ever noticed before, at least in the way my mind is looking at it today. Phrases like, I beg you, and they begged him, and they were afraid, and they were seized with great fear. Something's going on. With all that is going on in the world, with what's going on inside our country, with today not only being Father's Day, but also Juneteenth, I can't help but think of this man and ache for all he has gone through. The stories he could tell of being excluded and driven away. This man was left for dead. He wasn't living in a home surrounded by his loving family, but he was living in a cemetery amongst the dead. And it seemed like the people were fine with that. They wanted it that way. To think of him as dead, it's 
so that they don't have to deal with him. This man was kept under shackles and chains. And so in our story, we hear that the people came out to see what Jesus had done, and they were afraid. They asked Jesus to leave, for they were seized with great fear. Why? Why the fear? Maybe the people were content when they knew that this man was in chains and guarded. But he's broken the chains before, and he just might do it again. People have always desired division because I believe they seek to protect themselves. They have heard stories, they have experiences. Maybe the parents were scared, and without knowing it, they passed that fear on to the next generation. Because how do we feel when we hear that a Muslim might be moving into our community? How quick do we worry when we see or hear that there is an unknown man walking on our streets late at night? How quick are we to lock our doors? The doors of our car, if we notice we're in a community with people whose skin might be a different color, are surprised that a police pull over an African male driver for driving a car that is, well, out of his leagues, and they assume the car is stolen. How quick are we to get nervous when we see a Muslim man wearing a kifa, kafia, the headscarf? Or a young man wearing a hoodie, a young black man wearing a hoodie. I ask all of this because I want to look at why the people in our story today might be afraid or seized with great fear. I mean, it's not about the man, but it's all about the man. And it's not about the power of Jesus, but it's all about the power of Jesus. People have been led to believe, either from words or maybe their experience, that this man with demons is extremely dangerous to them and their families. I mean, he probably was before, so he probably always will be, right? The people want him locked away. They, they're fine with him living amongst the dead because they want to believe he's dead. He's no longer their problem, and they no longer need to be afraid. How quick are we to do that with people that are different from us? Because we just don't know. Jesus comes in and frees him of the demons, but now what? Sure, he's fine now, but we've seen it before. He's free. And we're just, we're scared of the what ifs. What if is a powerful, overwhelming, and life-changing thing. And if the what if is pointed at another person, well, it's life-changing for them as well, and not for the good. Because they become attached with our fears, even if they have never done anything to 
think that the reason this man begged to stay with Jesus is he himself is, a is afraid of returning to that life. This man just may be afraid of himself. And while he is glad to be free from all that binds him, what if? I fully hear the fears of the people in our gospel reading today. What if can change a community and not always for the good? What if can change our hearts but not always for the good? We begin to throw around what if when we are scared and even more when we begin to doubt the power of God. We don't trust that God has, has us in God's hands and we therefore need to erect barriers because we no longer feel protected, especially receiving protection from God. But Jesus steps in and shows us what trust in God looks like. Jesus gives us a new way to live, full of hope and faith in our true Savior. We witness Jesus' never-ending love to welcome the ones we don't want to welcome and to forgive those we feel unforgivable. Let me ask the question, what if the people welcomed the man, free from his demons, back into the community? What if the people saw him as a man again, and not one who was possessed by demons? What if the people saw the bonds that Jesus broke, not as a bad thing, but a freeing thing for all those whose voices are silenced and for those who are marginalized? What if we open our ears to hear the stories of those who we tend to silence? Voices of the indigenous people and saying, well, can't they just get over it? They have to wait before my time. Or to scoff at the day set aside for people of color and what they have gone through without us saying, well, what about us? What if we open our hearts to those who have been locked away and left for dead? What if we saw all people as children of God, full of God's mercy and forgiveness and love? What if we believed God's mercy is for all and freed ourselves from the fear and the what ifs? Because what if fear was replaced with love, and division replaced with welcome. Jesus says it's possible, it's real, and he shows us how real it is. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might come with him, and Jesus sent him away, saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. A new life with no chains, no exclusions, and no what-ifs. Freed by the almighty and merciful 